Hello, friends. This is Ruby. First episode of No One's Guilty Pleasure. If you don't know what the show is about, listen to the trailer. But essentially, we don't feel guilty about the things that give us pleasure. And we are doing a series of rom-coms. And my first guest is my college roommate, life partner, however you'd like to label her. Her name is Amber. Welcome, Amber. Thank you. <laughs> you can say hi at this part. Hello. Guess hello. What? This is the first episode. So we haven't, okay. you know, figured out the outline yet, but okay. we're going to talk about a mutually shared favorite film called Drive Me Crazy, 1999, Melissa Joan Hart, Adrian Grenier, I believe is how we say it. That is. Um, I actually watched the trailers for it today on my DVD. Um, oh, and I watched it on my is- DVD. That is how it's pronounced. Beautiful, beautiful. So we met freshman year, freshman orientation. We've known each other 13 years now. So wow. This is what we've bonded over though. Um, like almost 14, actually. Yeah, but we're what? not there yet. So I'm not trying to age us that far yet. Okay. I got you. you. Know, I got you. 13.5 by now. Yes, 13. 13 in a semester. So just a little story about how we met people who know us know this story know this by hand <laughs> they know this always think it's really hand. charming and new to other people Go ahead. um so we were tasked with doing a campus-wide scavenger hunt in the august heat in southern virginia so if you're mm. not from virginia just know that it is a swamp at that time and ruby and i decided that that was the stupidest thing we'd ever heard and we sat on the bench and we were like we're not participating I and think we at least asked to de- to decline participation. Did we? I thought um, I just said I was sitting down. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm a little afraid of authority at times. And I feel like 17-year-old me was at least like, hey, I don't think this is for us. May we please not? But well, it could as, have also definitely been like, hey, we're going to sit here. We're not in the mood. As someone really who could have been 50 much older and who was 18 at the time, <laughs> I have a feeling that I made this an This is very shared tie. <laughs> well, my birthday's in April and as someone older. <laughs> Another one of our favorites. Yeah, that one we're going to have to save like deep into this series. Yeah. You can't just is... go for the fan favorites right away. <laughs> you can't. That one's, there's a whole lot writing on that one. That one's real sacred. You can't just like open that up without giving it like it's proper proper respect maybe a two-parter but let's not get ahead of ourselves (laughs) it could be like a three episode (laughs) I know it's just like every act deep analysis we're also both (laughs) researchers by trade so I feel like we don't take anything halfway we're like very elaborate and if you've never seen drive me crazy perhaps pause watch it because it ought to be experienced like with fresh eyes and then listen to this. And it's unfortunately not streaming anywhere that I find. I mean, you can pay for it on streaming, but it's not on any streaming service for free. And I think that this is a travesty. Yeah. But the gatekeep in me is also like, you know what? Only special ones now. (laughs) (laughs) Like only if you had taste 20 years ago, did you know? Yeah. I, I feel like, did we like, bring our DVDs to college. And then we both realized that we had that one. Is that how we figured out our mutual love for this movie? Or was it, am I, no, I think it was a texting conversation. Okay. I think like, so we, 
So we were neighbors freshman year and then senior year we were roommates and we had like a few films, but like Netflix had already been a thing by then. So I think we like didn't bring too much except for like whatever our like top five or 10 things were. Yeah. So I think like driving crazy is not like the thing where it's like, this is my comfort movie. Like I have to watch this constantly, but it is just like, and we'll get into it. It's just like so good in a really easy way. Like it kind of, to me is like a merge between like bring it on and maybe like 10 things I hate about you in the sense of like, it's like as like forward as bring it on, but then it has like the little tensions of 10 things. Yeah. And I think like with this movie, as I was watching today, I realized you don't feel as much tension watching it because it is so mild. So it's like, yeah, it's, a, it's an easy watch. It's a really yeah. easy watch. It's um, Amber and I are also very passionate about movie runtimes. 90 two hours or less. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Two hours for like a superhero movie. So like we're already yes. done with Marvel and they're 220 life, but which also I heard the Batman, which is not Marvel, but superhero is supposed to be like 140 or 60 minutes. It is. I'm, I, I'm upset. I have told my roommate that I may not be going with him to the movies. Clarification. Her roommate is her husband. I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> like you're not roommates. Like you and I were roommates. Oh, yes, told her spouse that she I, will not be attending with him. My spouse that that you're a married person. That is fine. Yes, he is my spouse. Uh, (laughs) I was like, I didn't know if this was on the undercover, the downloads. Can say it's not. It's on Instagram. Um, And (laughs) my another Libra, another Libra love of my life. Libra Uh, life, my little Gemini. They do. do. Libras and Gemini, look it up. We're soulmates. That's all that's about. All right, so. Let's get into the film again, released 1999, which was like a peak teen movie year. You know, we have like Drop Dead Gorgeous, another one I'm not touching, maybe ever, maybe ever. That would take a lot. Denise Richards, if you'd like to come on the pod, (laughs) that's when I'll do it. (laughs) But until then, um, but like 10 Things I Hate About You, other movies, I didn't really do my research ahead of time for this part, but I know it was an important year. Google it. Yeah. And then it's coming off of what Cruel Intentions was 97 um, yeah. or 98. Um, yeah. So it's coming Bring off. Bring It of On the- was like 2000. So maybe a little bit later, but it was just like that yeah. era. Oh, She's All That was 99. Yeah. All That is so good. Another one to revisit, but it was just like kind of that peak ever, you know, never been kissed. Oh, never been kissed. Love. <sighs> And so to Barrymore. Mm. So, so it was a great like teen movie year. And Melissa John Hart was like peak it girl at this time because she was doing like screen exchange, Witch and kind of like big in TV. And like at this time, we didn't know who Adrian Grenier was. This was pre entourage. And we learned very quickly. Oh, I learned. I learned about it. (laughs) I studied and I learned and I passed that test. We were quick studies. So this movie, it's set in high, like they're a senior in high school. It seems like, like once I watched it, like I didn't pay attention to stuff as a kid, but now as an adult, it's like set in Southern California, like definitely probably in Los Angeles or a suburb yes. of Los Angeles. And they are, so it's Chase and Nicole who are Adrian Grenet and Melissa John Hart. And they are neighbors who were like childhood best friends. They had like a falling out in middle school. And then in high school, they're just kind of like in different cliques. Like she's in the preppy clique. He's in the alternative, whatever you want to call that click, like 
they're like kind of civically engaged, but also a little anarchy energy. It was it was yeah. ahead of its time. Like let's it, it was. Know. I there they is... knew things. Yes. Okay. We we will get to this, but oh yes. Okay. So one, I will keep calling her Dulce because that is a close friend's dog's name. <laughs> that is not her name. But the irony, name. oh, the irony yes. of that is that I call the dog Dulce. I call her Dulce <laughs> because of the movie. Yes. So our fellow college alumna has a dog named Dulce, sweet in Spanish, mm-hmm. but. Amber is going to call this character we know as Dulce Dulce because of the dog. But I met the dog last summer and I kept calling the dog Dulce because of this film. So guess what? This is why we can only be friends with each other. Um, Amber and I, just a precursor, we find ourselves very charming together. Other people may feel differently by the end of this episode. I wish people could see my face because I'm like, of course we're charming. Yeah, of of course. course. I mean, I think we're great. I Um, think some people think we're great. But oh yes, the plot. So, yeah. so so then, child childhood best friends. Childhood best friends falling out. They're in different cliques, like different vibes. And we'll get through like because we're gonna go through the highlights of the episode. Um, they both like kind of get rejected by the people that they're interested in at the time. So like he has a girlfriend and she's like too cool for school for him. And Played she by has Ali somebody- Larder. Yes, Queen <laughs> Ali Larder. I mean, this was a movie chock full of gems, which we'll yeah. definitely highlight. And then Melissa John Hart's character is into this like basketball player who she just wants to date for like, it's essentially the equivalent of their prom. We'll get into like the centennial of it all. Cause that was a lot. Like no school has that much money. Yeah. But, I'm, sorry. I'm, but no, I'm no, you're getting fine. ahead of myself. I know we, this is how our text conversations are. It's like three points at once. And they're both like, we need to do revenge. So they pretend like they are going to go to the, we're call, I'm calling it the prom because I'm over the centennial term already they plot to go to the prom together to make their like rejected people jealous but obviously because this is a teen film and and we'll get into whether or not it's a rom-com it they fall for each other and what I I will say off the top what I liked is that there was never a denial that they enjoyed each other's company like sometimes the enemies to lover trope is fun but I kind of liked that they were like at the time they were like not talking to each other, but once they like started their plan, they never really hid the development, if you will. There was yeah. like no like screaming denials about their interests in one another. Yeah. But this one is definitely like each teen movie is different, but I think the nineties ones definitely all have like that extra angst that nobody asked for. Like at least the late nineties, like once you get into bring it on, it's like a little funnier, but like the 10 things, the she's all that. And this one, they're all like really angsty. Like that right off the bat, the mom's like, what happened to your friendship? And she's like, junior high happened. And I was like, boom. I literally have junior high happened (laughs) written in my notes and quotes. It's It's such a line. And she like delivers it. She's just like, the mom's like, whatever happened to you guys? She's like, junior high happened. And it was just like, I mean, she couldn't get a Golden Globe nom for that. It was so dramatic. So she was, dramatic. She was wild. I I think like it was funny because it was like a tension between like it was it was sometimes very true to high school and then sometimes they were very grown up for high school. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like sometimes it's one or the other, but this one like I loved um in the beginning when Melissa John Hart is like plotting. So Melissa John Hart is like that person. 
it's interesting because she's not like the share from Clueless. Like she's not just like a pop or an Elwood's. Like she's not just a popular girl. She is like, she's just like really involved in school and like a little weird, like a little off. Okay. So I was thinking about that with her character and I got the, I felt like she ended up in that circle because she's like super involved um, in a lot of things, but she's also like nice and easygoing. She, she yes. wasn't like the, the typical like lead um, it girl, if you. Yeah, like she wasn't like an HBIC per se. Yeah. And like she wasn't a Regina George. She was just like, yeah, like she just like ended up there possibly by accident. It's kind of like, I think like in my high school, most high schools is like, there's not so many uber defined clicks. It's like you're in all these activities and eventually you just like end up across certain groups per se. And she definitely just like did that because. Yeah. Um, but it was like very high school in that, like, she has a plot. So her plot is like, I want this person to ask me to what they call the centennial celebrating like a hundred years of their high school. Amber and I from small towns, our schools would never have that. There's no budget for that. There is (laughs) not a budget. Like it, we had dances in our cafeteria guys. Prom, our prom was in the town center something I forget what that thing was called oh yeah mine Um, was like in a hotel conference room but that was the budget that was the whole budget but I also think I wrote down and we're gonna get to this but I think so we have to like put this within the timeline of it's 1999 and so there are so many millennium references in the movie and I feel like this centennial is it was like their answer to Y2K yeah did you ever have, did you, so we were nine when we like went into 2000. Did you know what Y2K was? Like, did you feel any type of way about what was happening? I remember we were sitting at my aunt's house counting down and I'm feeling this <laughs> visceral anxiety that the world is going <laughs> to blow up and everybody's all excited because, you know, like our, we both have very big, loud families. So everybody's yes, drunk. Um, and oh. I'm, I'm not, um, cause I'm nine. <laughs> Nine-year-old Amber is sober. <laughs> Let the record show. Okay, cool. I am cool, sober cool. with my sparkling cider. Cause that's what the kids <laughs> toasted with at midnight. I mean, and I just remember sitting there watching the TV, just like waiting for the world to go black. And then Ooh. it was just like, because it was like, the computers aren't going to know what to do. Everything's going to shut down. I don't know why I was so um you know one this is why we were friends yeah we're both um I always tell people like when I try to explain myself as a child I'm always describing um Amabella in season two of Big Little Lies when she's in the closet (laughs) because of climate change anxiety like that's me (laughs) like still to this day at 31 I'm like the world's ending and there's no point like I think I just I thought like we would all like we as humans would be okay, but the technology would not. So I was just like, damn it. I really like should have played Barbie magic hairstyler one more time. Wow. Like, that's all I could think about was like that CD-ROM won't load tomorrow. See, I think I had this convergence of Y2K and also reading the Left Behind series. Um, so there's a little bit of rapture in there. Oh no, I don't know what that is. I read the boxcar children. There's nothing about that. So left behind was like this Christian. um, Ah, yeah, it was um like a Christian young adult series about the rapture, um, (laughs) which gave me nightmares. (laughs) Sorry, I'm so weak. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) Because it's 
funny that it gave me nightmares. <laughs> and so I think, I think in nine-year-old me was kind of converging left behind yeah. Y2K. And I'm like, the end of the world is happening. <laughs> so. that, that's, that is compounding. Like I, yeah. I didn't have that book series behind me. Oh great. God. I am. Wow. I'm glad I had only secular literature in my life at that point. So that is, I mean, like the context. Yeah. That was like, yeah, the centennial, the centennial away from our existential anxieties that we still live with daily. Um, yes. That was like, the vibe was like Y2K, lots of disco balls, lots of metallics. Like that was like, it's still like one of my favorite eras though, aesthetically speaking, like, had I been able to have a 30th birthday trip, we would have done like, I kept calling it Xenon, but I just wanted to wear like metallic stuff and wigs and like body glitter. I actually made a note about all of the frosted eyeshadow because <sighs> I miss it. Oh yeah. We'll definitely go through the fashion highlights. <laughs> um, I miss all of that. I still kind of wear it sometimes. And I'm just like, no one will notice that this is like not for 2022. Right. But yeah, it's it's an era. I also have a playlist of music only released between like 99 and 02, which is what I consider the millennium. And I remember somebody we both playlist. know, which I'll tell you offline, who threw up while I was playing in the car. <laughs> it's not who you think. It's it's oh. like a it's it's like a not a tertiary person, but it's just like not one of the immediates. It's not one of the immediates. That's all. Okay. But it's very high school. Back to the film that we're ca- talking about yes it's very high like, school and oh sorry I wanted to oh, say something to your ahead, point to, to your point about sometimes them being too adult I also think that that's something that they capture really well because I remember being 17 18 and thinking that I knew shit um, I mean yes, and so but- like like taking things so seriously um but like really not knowing anything about the world oh, there yeah. are the things about, I, I don't know, maybe it was just the town I live in. I wasn't attending parties where people were taking tequila shots. Um, I, I didn't go to, to parties. No, oh, no I, mean, I, I went to parties, I but I went to dork parties. So I was saying I wasn't attending parties Oh, you're like saying that. in the movie when they were doing the tequila shots at the end. Yeah, yeah. no, we were never that yeah. advanced. And like no. even freshman year of college, we were like, what's not beer? Let us have some. <laughs> and it was like things yes. mixed with like, like concentrated juices. It was not good for our health. No, I just, my, one of my highlights is in the beginning of the film before the like rejection party, which is like my favorite, one of my favorite scenes is um, like there's, so there's designated Dave. Who's like one of Chase's best friends. And he like comes up to Alicia. Who's I'm going to keep calling her Melissa John Hart. Cause I'm not going to remember Nicole um, best friend and she's like I have a message from Brad to ask you if you would like to go to the dance and like I so like Alicia clearly is not a good friend but I also relate to her where like I don't like stupid shit but that's such a like I remember being at like a middle school dance which is like a little further back but I remember being at a middle school dance like standing by like the candy stand and someone being like you know boy asked other boy to ask me to ask you if you want to like slow dance you know when I don't fucking know what played at that time your body is a wonderland comes on you know I mean that's not that's not a love song I'm sorry I'm sorry (laughs) can can I tell you what this took me back to 
Oh, I had just moved high schools and I had this boyfriend and like, it was so awkward. We didn't talk to each other. It was like the most random thing. I don't, I don't even Those know. Those are the best we where it's like, we're boyfriend and girlfriend and we've spoken three times. Yeah. Like we like would sit next to each other um, and at lunch and it was like the weirdest thing. Cause like we didn't speak. And so I'm in the bathroom one day and this girl comes up to me and was like, Hey, your boyfriend wants to see you. <gasps> Amber. <laughs> he has a note for you. And not that like, yes it's like these two sentences where it's just like hey this hey. isn't working out <gasps> it's time for us to break up and I like remember reading it and I was like huh it is <laughs> like wait I have day? I have a similar story except that I was your boyfriend <laughs> I like in eighth grade I won't get into how we came to be a couple because that's scandalous even for eighth grade I hope my mom never hears this <laughs> but anywho <laughs> We were quote boyfriend and girlfriend, and he was a year below me in eighth grade. We were both in choir together, and we like became boyfriend and girlfriend right before winter break. And we lived like in different parts of town, which like again in our small towns. And when you're 13, like that's worlds away. Yeah. And pre MySpace and Facebook and all that. So like, but I had a cell phone because my dad had got a cell phone at work, so they gave me a cell phone, his cell phone for emergencies. So we talked once over the phone. And then when I came back to school in January, like he came up to hug me and I just like pushed him a little, not pushed, but, you know, just like gave us some space. And I was just like this. And I pointed at both of us. I said, isn't going to work out. Um, and it, like, and I, I don't even think I said, I wish you the best. Cause I was 13, but I was just like, good luck. I don't know. <laughs> but he was like a nerdy boy. Like we were in some classes together and we were both like kind of geeky, but then I went to high school. And then when he got to high school and I was in 10th grade, he had become like, he was used to be like a preppy nerdy kid. He became like a goth kid with a chain wallet Hmm. and all black. And now he's a tattoo artist. And I'm just like, did I send you on a path? Like, did I cause this? But your power, (laughs) I mean, my, my impact, but also like, I'm sorry to him. (laughs) <laughs> his name was Bryant not Brian with a T so sorry to Bryant I hope that Bryant is happy mocking Jay kiss <laughs> <laughs> but like um, but, but yeah I think, like the whole but, messaging like through yeah. people that was that was very true to high school so I enjoyed that was. And, like, the, and the like fo- or not football games basketball games and the pep rallies and like where they were just talking smack like I didn't even know how football worked till we were roommates and I think you finally like helped me see when we were watching a game like I would just go to football games to talk shit yeah about other things and like the going to the basketball games like yeah you're there but you're also there to be seen um Mm -hmm. just felt you're there to make connections yeah um also felt felt very true to like my high school experience um let's um let's pour one out for their dance team by the way oh okay (laughs) I mean we're the same person (laughs) Anybody listening to this who hasn't met us already, if you're just like a stranger who said, I love this movie and I love podcasts, um, we are the same person. So I'm not shocked if we have all the same highlights because the dance team was whack. I'm I'm trying to find my my actual notes because I was like, why are there only two cheerleaders? What are they wearing? What is the dance? I just wrote, we have to pour one out for that orange white girl dance team twerking. And I wrote twerking in quotes. Cause they did like a, uh, uh, at the end, but like, and yeah. then they did a clap and th- they did like a, what do you call this? Cause you were a cheerleader, like the, the split arms were, so one's up in the air and one's down. So it's not a victory V it's a, 
Is this a move or no? Uh, Apparently not. Yeah. But then they did this. I don't remember what it was called though. But they did like a split. They did a diagonal arm and then they bowed down. And also they were wearing t-shirts and not even softy shorts. They're just wearing like. Well, some people were in jeans. Some people were in black shorts. And then there were two cheerleaders. I could not, I couldn't figure anything (laughs) out. And I was so stressed out about it. I mean, confession. I was on dance team in middle school. But we looked way better than that. I have your picture on my fridge. Oh, no, that was my extracurricular dancing. Oh, I see. That's, okay. That was at, at, that was at the Notorious Academy of Dance. That was when oh, I wow. took hip hop jazz. Don't um, you have my cheerleading picture on your fridge? I do. And people were like, who's that little girl? <laughs> like, I'm a murderer. And I'm like, like my high that's school. my best friend. And then it has like my nephew, who's also like 15 in his picture. And I'm like, I don't just collect pictures of teenagers. That's not this kind of household. <laughs> um, so yeah. mine is the dance team sucking. Um, I think that a lot of it was, was true to, to I mean, I guess school. that's true for a white high school. Oh, good point. Yeah. So the accuracy shout out to them. Yeah. Look at them doing research. Look at at them knowing what a white dance team would look like. (laughs) So sad. I mean, yeah, I just, Alicia like is possibly my most captivating character in the film. I like that her name is pronounced Alicia, even though she's white and that she's just kind of like, she's never doing a good thing, but she's really smart. And I also respect smart people. So I was conflicted, you know what I mean? And this girl, um, the actress's name is Susan May Pratt. And she was in a trio of our favorite teen movies, possibly. She was in this film, Drive Me Crazy. She was in 10 Things I Hate About You as Julia Stahl's best friend. And she was in possibly Amber and I's other most sacred film, Center Stage. A beautiful movie. I mean, excellence. I just because they could dance. We're not going to get into save the last dance. Anyways, oh um, yeah, no, no. Um, Amber <laughs> maybe on a lot of these episodes because I don't feel like anybody else will like know the history in the same way. But she, well, was, I'm kind of like shocked that she did not continue. Like I don't know her trajectory. I didn't Wikipedia that, but like she was in three really great movies and she played at least two pivotal roles. Like ten things. Yeah. She was more just like the BFF, but she still had like a moment or two in that film. She did. And actually, when I was watching this, I initially, when I was revisiting this movie, I initially confused her storyline with her 10 things I hate about you storyline. Wow. It took me a minute to. I know. And then I was like, no, she's. She's like kind of the villain, I guess, in a way. Yeah. But it is an ensemble movie. So it's not so much where there's like villains and heroes per se. But to your point about her being like, like not doing, like never, not like not doing good things. Um, I mean, what's her name? Nicole talks about that in the movie when they're cruising down the strip and she's like, Alicia, she's an artist. Yes. Um, Like they very much recognize that like she has a specialty in how she moves within the sphere of their social group, which I appreciate because it wasn't super like women hating women per se. Yeah. It was just at the end when she really like fucked up to be like a bitch for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love, I kind of do love the way she works. Like I love someone who's like subversive and a little bit smarter. Like that's kind of like how you love Sarah Michelle, like not comparable because Sarah Michelle Gellar is just much better, but like Sarah Michelle Gellar in Cruel Intentions is just like everyone's favorite. Yeah. Even though she's doing terrible, terrible things. 
Um, so my, possibly my favorite scene in the film is towards the first, it's in the first act is when um, Elisa sabotages uh, Nicole's chance to go with Brad to the Centennial. She's like, you know, Nicole likes a man who works without a net, blah, blah. Like, you know, again, it's just like so elaborate. Like we did not go to high school with people who would talk that smartly. Let's just mm-hmm. put that there. But it was fun for the sake of the film. And I'm playing Never Have I Ever. And this like very much brought me back to college when you're like clearly targeting someone that you're like, you're the one who's getting drunk tonight. And you just like say the Never Have I Ever's that you know that person did. Yeah. And so they get her fucked up. And then she gets put in the safe ride. And this was like very like, this is pre-Uber, pre-rideshare life. We had something like that at our college too called Steer Clear, which what a time. I didn't really understand how it worked the first few times I took it. Um, and okay, also, I took other people's rides is what happened. <laughs> and for context, this is a kid who is doing this. I mean, I, he wants to be with, he wants to be in the, the with the in crowd, yeah. but he's also kind of doing this out of the goodness of his heart. So yeah. I like kind of wrote down like, what's up with doesn't need a damn being a bad thing. Like they're making it seem like it's an awful thing. And he's preventing people from driving inebriated. Yeah. Like he's actually doing a really sweet act, but I yeah. think it's just like, like, so doesn't any Davis like with Chase and Ray, they're like the trio of like these little anarchists, like something called a band. So, you know, we're fine <laughs> out here. No one cares. But like, they're kind of like little anarchists, little rebels. But it's funny because it's like one of those like rebels within context, which I think I had a lot in my high school where it was like, oh, we actually really care about stuff. So we're just like rejecting like the social norms, but we're actually still really cooperative because like, mm-hmm. Ray is in the like media club at school and he does the new stuff with the popular kids too. And then like, as we said, designated Davis, like going to the parties and he's also at the sports game. He's like the team manager at the sports game. So like, that's very true to high school too, where it's like, you may be in different groups, but you're still like all interacting with each other all the time. So Mm -hmm. he does the safe ride and it's like, she gets shoved into the safe ride. And then the guy who tried to ask her to the dance got shoved into it as well oh he falls for the girl quite literally he's a basketball player he's a dodo and he literally trips and falls onto like the opposing team's cheerleader when he falls and decides that's who he's taking to the dance so like they're all ripped in the back of this van and then she's also there with her neighbor and he's sober chase aka adrian grenier um but like melissa joan hart i mean the best line is definitely like prince charming's a dick bring on the frogs yes like I mean maybe she deserves more credit for her line delivery because she didn't write these lines but she delivers like a champ so I thoroughly enjoy that I mean just like all of them together like they're filming her and she's like shaking the little like the fact that was like he would be smart this character if he had put that little what is that called like a it's not a fence in the like a screen between the front seat and the back seat so that like the drunk people won't hurt him yeah that was like very smart like I don't think another 17 year old would have thought of that but yeah so basically she goes home she calls she drunkenly calls Jason and is like hey I heard Dulcie dumped you I kind of like looked a lot at the Nicole storyline and very little at the Chase storyline because I'm a girl so I'm biased but Chase gets dumped by his girlfriend Dulcie um because he's not like woke enough for her basically it was like a lot of wokeology going on on his side of the street. Yeah, he didn't want to um, go to a protest about um, animal research. 
Yeah, we'll get into that because I got confused. Yeah. For, I always get confused about the yeah. conflict there. But yeah, she dumps him. So like she mostly on heart knows he's been dumped and she's like, she's going through her yearbook, marking up her yearbook, which I've been there, but I was in the fifth grade when I did that, not in high school. And so she's like, hey, let's play a prank and like you take me to the dance so we can make people like jealous. Like, I don't know if it was like really to win them back or just like for the attention per se. Like that never really gets addressed Um, per se. It's more for like the drama, I feel like. Yeah, I feel like it's for the drama and also for the attention. Like she knew that Chase, his name's Chase. Yeah. Chase being with her would piss Dulce. You can say Dulce. Say, say whatever comes Dulce. to your mind, Amber. Follow your heart. <laughs> would, Follow your heart. Would piss Dulce off. Um, and so that was part of what was, um, that that was part of how she was bringing him in on it as well. Yeah. And then he was also like, what's in it for me? And she was like, if you have to ask, you're not as smart as you think you are. Another great delivery. I mean, they were so, they're both so sassy. Like they're, they're quite evenly matched. Like some, some rom-coms will do like the opposites attract vibe, but they're like fairly similar personalities. Like they're both very clever. They're Mm -hmm. both like very sincere and earnest. Cause like the whole movie, like throughout the movie is just like them. Mostly it's him adhering to her social circle. So like she dresses him up and cleans him up to be preppy but there's like a scene where like she goes to his little alternative club and she's dancing to like the Donna's playing a different band. And um, that scene always like resonates with me as how I feel when I'm listening to like emo music, like fallout boy or all time low. I feel like Melissa John Hart in a preppy outfit. I'm like, yes, like let's rock guys. That's actually one of um, one of my favorite scenes. Um, and what I like about it is that Chase's friend tries to like, she tries to punch down. Or oh, punch yes. up or whichever way. And and Nicola like just quips along with her. Oh and, yeah. And I don't Perfect. know. I just love that. And she um I loved that part. And then when they kiss for the first time, and she's like, Oh hey, Dulcie. And oh my God. Like, you're the master, you're you're the queen of scams. And she's like, What? Cause like she was actually being really genuine there. Yeah. Like it, it was one of those, like they kind of blurred the lines really early. Yeah. yeah. I love, I know this thing you're talking about. I love when she, um, those alternative girls are like, oh yeah. From our last sleepover. And she's like, yeah, you admitted you liked Alanis before the record went platinum. <laughs> yes. Like what a fucking read. I that mean, was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then her friend, her friend was like, shut up. You did like Alanis. And I'm like, because that's a good ass album yes like I feel like that's us with most music that like now and like I mean autobiography by Ashley Simpson has probably got the same respect now right maybe wait as in people like it or don't I meant like (laughs) I was being half facetious (laughs) that like no people definitely liked it in the moment but I was just joking that like it has the weight of jagged little pill. Oh, no. It does okay. not. It does not. It does not. It does not. I was trying <laughs> I was to think saying. of something that I rode hard for in the beginning that I would hope get respect later. I mean, Ashley Simpson is now Diana Ross's daughter-in-law. I mean, well, the one thing. That's that the master can, of scammers. Let that be the known. master scammer. But the one thing that we will never let people forget is that we watched you on Lifetime. We let's. Okay. Sidebar, everybody. If you watch the series, you starring Penn Badgley on Netflix, and you thought you were somebody, Amber and I watched it 
in 2018, because I think that's when it first came out. It is. On, yeah. the, on the network called Lifetime. Amanda, if you're listening, because she tried to talk shit about Lifetime at brunch today. Yes. She was like, isn't that television for women? Ha <laughs> ha. And I was like, yes, it is. Because I was talking about the Janet documentary. Um, let it be known. We watched you on a week to week basis. We didn't have the access of the binge for that series. So like every time he almost killed Beck, we were nervous <laughs> until he did kill Beck. Spoiler alert. <laughs> if you haven't watched you, it's been years. <laughs> Go it's watch it. It's been years, but we watched you it on that. Lifetime. Yeah. But, um, but he, deserved, yeah. he deserved the roses for the first season. Now I'm he over did. it. But. It was ugh, great. How did TV. we get here? Oh, because, just things that we recognized. Yeah, the, yeah, but um, from the Alanis Morissette. Um, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, so that was one of my favorite scenes. Do you have any other standout scenes? Like basically the premise is like they keep scamming and in the end they fall in love. I feel like it was always like kind of, it was like somewhat earnest. Like again, like I said, there was no denial. Like they just kept like the flirtation kept building like over time. There's like a little moment where he kisses Alicia over a tequila shot, as we said. Um, you know, one of those classic like miscommunication tropes, but then they end up together at the end at the dance. He surprises her at the dance. Um, well, obviously that is a standout scene. And then when he's true. saying, when she says, who are we making jealous? And he's like, everyone. I'm like, oh, that's like the best line. My heart. Like nine-year-old me didn't know what like stimulation was, but nine-year-old me knew that was something. I was like, that's a line. That was a line. Was, but like now as I'm older, I'm like, oh. Yes. So beautiful. The best moment. I think the other standout scenes for me are when you get like they never try to paint Nicole as somebody different than like who she is. Um, And so when you when they show her being consistent, like and being really sweet and kind to Ray and to um, Chase's other friends. Yeah. And yeah, I think, yeah, like she's never snooty. She's never like, yeah. I can't be around these people. Like she's always actually like kind of down with everything. Yeah. yeah. I love her like little thing with Ray and that's very high school too. Where like, there's always like in those overlapping friends, like there's someone who likes someone, but that's someone like somebody else. And like, he has yeah. this little crush on her, but like, it's clear that she, I feel like almost like Nicole and Chase never got over each other. Like they were, they always had that little something down there. And mm-hmm. it was going to make the first move to like reenact it. Yeah. Yeah. And then one of the twists, which I'm sure we can address at some other point too, is that Chase and Nicole both have like single parents and like Chase's dad is a widower and Nicole's mom is divorced. And then we find out at the end that they have been effing and like want to move in together after Chase and Nicole get together. That was like not necessary. It wasn't, there were, that was, I don't know. Little kink at the end. Yeah. I don't know if we're kind of transitioning into like things that we felt like were unnecessary moments or storylines, but it was that one. And then also Nicole's storyline with her dad. Oh yeah. 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 We can get into that with Stephen of seventh heaven fame. And yeah, but yeah, I was like, they kind of had these like little hints throughout the movie where. Yeah, um, Nicole's mom would be like, act them. Yeah, she's like, no, you two shouldn't date. You're too different. It's weird, and oh. like the dad being kind of secretive about why he's at the dance, um, and then flirting yeah, the milk in the, the beginning of the film. Yes, flirting over the um, 
over the fence with the milk. Messy, messy. Yes. Like messy. We, we didn't need that. But yes, I wrote at the end, I wrote the kids and parents encounter at the end, rowdy. So going through our like kind of breakdown of this film, we were both probably like nine years old when it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember if you saw it in theaters? Were you home? Like, I feel like this was probably something I didn't see in theaters, but um, I used to live that five for $5 blockbuster life. So I feel like it was in my mid, my rotation of like $5 films I would rent on the weekend. I know for a fact, I did not see this in theaters. What drew me to the movie was our girl, Brittany, um, <gasps> having, having the lead single. Queen. Oh my God. Yeah. Yes. I, yes, yes, yes. we do not need to get into my love for, for Britney Spears. I think um, we'll hit that part eventually because I think yes. it's culture. I mean, yeah, inextricable. Drive yeah. Crazy, I think was supposed to have another name because it's based on a book of another name where it's something with the Prince Charming Frog bit. Yeah. But it got called Drive Me Crazy purely because of the cross promotion with Britney Spears' single Drive Me Crazy, which actually maybe just called Crazy, which is one of her, like, that might be my number one song of hers, but because it's, of all these memories, like, yeah. Video, the green blouse, the green metallic blouse, the chair dancing. I'm the mean, dances. Most of yeah, way cooler in the video than she was in the movie. She was, um, and we're gonna get it. We're gonna get into the fashions. I have thoughts. Um, yes, but yeah, that's what drew me to it. And I'm sure that I watched it. I, I'm sure it was blockbuster or something, um, or maybe I watched that as over with friends. Um, and then my sister, for context. Um, my sister, one of my sisters is six years older than me. She, so she bought the DVD and I still look from her. Oh, love that. Yeah. Love to her. One of our Thanks, Jay. friend of the pod. I was going to say <laughs> future friend of the pod. <laughs> yes. I was like very little, very impressionable. And I was just like, this is a great movie. And like definitely added Adrian Grenan to like my like celeb crush catalog. Oh, for sure. Okay. So when I do this question, we're going to put ourselves in like a teenage mental state because we are now in our thirties. So like mm-hmm. wouldn't be a thing now, but as a like tween teen, like, are these leads likable? Like, are they people that we think are like ingratiating? Like, do we think they like, again, would be like a good, like high school girlfriend, boyfriend. I think. Yes. I mean, in, in the sense shockingly, that they're, I would say shockingly, yes. Cause there yeah. are other movies that will be on this show that people will be like, fuck no, <laughs> like yeah. there's a bunch of terrible characters, but like, I think that they're so mild. They're like, actually quite mild considering they're both very like self-aware almost to a fault. Like they're both very like, not, um, like martyrs, but they're just both mm-hmm. really wise for their age, which is like they, how they were written as well. They are. And they're also like, not so, I, I think that sometimes people go too far left when they're writing teenagers and make them so self-absorbed or, or like self-obsessed that they can't see outside of themselves, which I don't think is an accurate depiction of a lot of teenagers that I've interacted with. Um, and so, um, I like they don't go so far left there like yes are they wrapped up in their own stories because they're in high school and they're human um but it's not to the point where you still you still can't empathize with where they with where they are yeah like they're not like 
they're not to the point like have you ever seen what's the have you seen the Netflix show never have I ever no I have okay um like the the main character she's going through she's a teenager and she's going through grief because she's lost her father and Mm -hmm. like like that's the lens you're supposed to watch it through is like it's a young child who doesn't know how to deal with grief at the same time she's such an asshole sometimes and you're just like I don't know if I forgive you for acting like, <laughs> like, cause she gets fucking wild at some points. And you're just like, I don't know if I forgive you. Yeah. And they like, they're like a little rude sometimes, but they're actually quite sweet. Both of them are actually very sweet characters, which you don't I see think, all the time with rom-coms or teen I, movies or whatever you want to call it. I think so. And they don't do anything like so egregious that, that they can't redeem themselves in the movie. Yeah, I think like yeah. the the rudest Nicole is is when she's in the hot air balloon, random with her dad, um, and tosses the book. <laughs> yes, I was weak when she. He's oh. like, this book can explain what I why I've abandoned you, and she's just like, great, and throws it. it out that hot. Like the worst she could do was hit somebody in the head with it. Yeah, and and she does call Alicia. What does she call her? A slut at the end, which isn't great. Uh, yeah but you know we all say some stuff under heat like she yeah games so she kind of deserved like something oh no she just said that uh, she was easy easy she did yeah she said, said she i let brad know you were easy so i suggested you so i mean yeah she did what she needed to do so somebody used it oh that was eddie i think um but yeah and even like when she's upset about brad dating that cheerleader she's not like super welcoming to the cheerleader or you know to the other girl which again I think is also very high school yeah like Um, young people being young yeah but she's not like outwardly malicious or spreading rumors about her yeah there's like no hazing there's no like anything that's like like you said irredeemable yeah I was like I was like definitely high school me would have I was like I would think high school me would have a crush on Chase but I'm also like I am toxic and love trash people so in real life so I'm like I would probably be like not the actor or character specifically but like I would like the Brad type in high school too I feel like like I would like like star athlete who's like kind of a dodo but nice to everybody yeah definitely a type that I had as a youth so like I would probably go for that too I have to say Brad was out here catching strays um throughout this whole movie brad did not do anything but be cute and tall and blonde he surely didn't he surely just was like happens happens like he literally fell on top of the girl that he ended up like asking to the prom like he did not care like he had no discernment like alicia like tries to like throw something at him and he like kind of picked it up but it's not because he's smart it's just because it was another woman giving him attention yeah, it was like he was out here catching strays. But yeah, I I don't think that I would have like if if this is high school me, I don't think I would have had a crush on Chase. I probably would have been like, oh, he's cute. But high school me would have probably been like, yo, he's out here doing things that'll get me suspended. Um, yeah, it's like so. no, no, trouble, trouble alert, trouble alert. Right? I'm not, I'm not touching that. Um, and I don't know that there's really anybody in the high school. I probably would have had a crush on a Brad type character, not exactly. Brad specifically. Like when they were like, Brad has the appeal of toast. I was like, oh shit, that's kind of my taste sometimes. That was definitely my taste in high school. Yeah. Me having a boyfriend for two weeks and we like didn't speak. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, for sure. And then my question 
at the end of every rom-com is like, do we think the lead couple is still together? As a couple, no. I don't think so. I think I, I think they have a fun time and then they go to college and they're just like, all right, that was great. Yeah, I agreed. I think that they separate in college and maybe they like still hang out because their parents are together or I they, think they their parents get married or, or stay together. That's hard. I'm like, how we don't have any context. I'm like, how long has this fling been going on? How have y'all been hiding it from your kids? Um, I think it's too long. I don't yeah. think they don't seem from the little bits they show. I don't think they're like irresponsible parents. Yeah. I'd say they probably had only been like together for like, let's say from the start of the movie, I would say maybe like, cause they, at the end, they say they're moving in together. So that has to be yeah. like six months to a year. I would say yeah. sort of six months though, because they've known yeah. each other for like a decade. So you don't need as long to get together when you've known each other so long and you're, you know, in like that second act of life. And yeah. it's like they get married and have like a wedding. I think they could move in together and just be like partners. You know yeah, I, mean? I could see them staying together. Although I have lots of questions about logistics with like, do you keep both houses? Like, what what are you doing? Who's moving where? It's like literally right next door. Um, I think we're not going to get those answers. Um, but if I were to theorize, I think he moves into her house and sells his house. Yeah. And I think that like. Nicole and Chase just like they just like hook up and have fun before wherever they end up for adult life and Mm -hmm. it's aesthetic you know what I mean like I don't think they have like any angst I don't think they backslide I think it's just like they just saw this through the course you know and I don't and I don't think they spend like holidays together like the four of them I think like they either take turns or you know like you know how there's like people, we can't relate to this, but like there's people who don't go to see their parents for the holidays. <laughs> like we would get murdered if we did that. But I think they're those American people. I don't see it that way. I see them as like having, they like have a little fun in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, they separate in college or whatever. Again, like no hard feelings, but they still kind of maintain that friendship and that connection. Like when they come home. Yeah, and they like have a good time, like friend. over like holidays and things like that. I I see them both as like coming home for holidays, especially because like even though their parents have each other, they are single. We're single yeah, they're both really so close. Long. Like that was evident in the movies. Like each of them yeah. is really close to their parent. Yeah, it gives me like remember the Brady Bunch movie when they make Greg and Marsha like each other. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I like visited that movie recently, and I was like, this is so gross. Like. <laughs> I didn't know that this is what I was watching as a child. I also didn't know I was watching RuPaul as a child, but that's a whole other conversation. A lot um, we were watching as kids. A lot. Yeah. But like, that's kind of the vibe it gives me of like Greg and Marsha, like having hooked yeah. up. Yet they're like, we're family. Everything's great. Yeah. It's so odd. Although their parents did try to subtly prevent it. Um, they, they sure did. They were like, that's not a good idea because we've got plans. That's how you yeah. know it was like a little longer too. Yeah. Yeah. And then what's interesting is like when this movie came out, like Melissa Joan Hart was at the peak of like her popularity and we did not know who Adrian Grenier was. Yeah. Now I kind of feel like he might be more famous than her. He did Entourage and the Devil Wears Prada. And then he was in that um, Netflix show Clickbait, which uh, I've never heard of that, but it wasn't. I watched the whole thing because I needed to see how it ended. And I was like, what was that? He was cute, though. 
Um, it's very cute. She's like, yeah, like TV movie. Like she does a lot of like the Lifetime holiday movie situation, which we know I'm very particular to. Um, and she had that ABC. Was it? Oh yeah, formerly, formerly ABC Family show, Melissa and Joey. But I don't think that she's really. She like works the nostalgia factor for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, they kind of evened out together. They're both kind of like, whatever. I think so. And, and a point about her star power, I, I like struggled with that one. Cause I was like, I mean, she was big and I watched Sabrina faithfully every Friday, Oh yes, every Friday. I loved the show. And yet Melissa Joan Hart, like, while like her name stands out to me. She, d- she doesn't stand out to me as like the top tier, like a list. Yeah, like again, she's got three names, but she's still not Sarah Michelle Geller or Jennifer. Yeah. Like she yeah. Was, she was like B. She was B star. Yeah, sure. for sure. Yeah. She it was like interesting. Yeah. Sabrina Change Witch. Like remember they started out with Harvey, but then at the end they had like that guy from Hey Dude was like yes. your guy. Oh, loved him. Loved him. But I have this thing where like people will call any chick flick a rom com, and I'm like they're not mutually inclusive just because Mm -hmm. it's a chick flick because like legally blonde i do not think is a rom-com for example like the a plot and all team movies are not rom-coms per se but this one i feel like the romance is the a plot inadvertently because it is that they're trying to plot pretending to be a couple and that is the storyline is them falling for each other Mm -hmm. pretending and then we have a rubric it's like one to five laughs one being this was not comedic at all. Five is like, this is more of a comedy than it is a romance. I give it like a three. I gave it a two. Yeah. Like it's not super ha ha he he. Like it's not like slapstick. Like there's other ones where it's just like, you know, the laughs are there like a long shot or like a knocked up or something. Yeah. This one is more like it's angstier than you would think, but it's yeah easy. It's very confusing. It's hard. And there to- are things, there are things that make you chuckle, but they are also aren't things that I, I know that they weren't things that made me chuckle as a nine-year-old. Like one thing that I wrote down was in the never have I ever game where the girl was like, I never did it with anything requiring batteries. And I was like, Oh honey. Oh God. Yeah. Like oh. also like a 17 year old already using sex toys. Yes. That's a lot. That's like a lot. Like, like- Yes, it's kind of funny, but also kind of dark. Yes, I was like, like, means like it's dark. Yeah, like that made me chuckle as a thirty-one year old. How old am I? Thirty-one year old? Because I'm like, girl, <laughs> girl, you are missing out. Um, but <laughs> but um, the real world. I don't believe in guilty pleasures. Isn't that? <laughs> yes, that is the premise of this series. Don't feel guilty about the- what guilty pleasure, girl. <laughs> Nope. literally her that one yeah um but yeah it was so, there were just like uh there wasn't too many laughs like I mean it was like once in a while it was just kind of like you have to be in on the joke like it's an internal yeah. but it's not a laugh out loud if that makes sense yeah and and there and like you said before there were really great deliveries of lines um yeah really great because especially like after Melissa jo- Joan Hart is like Prince Charming's a dick bring on the frogs and then turns around and chases like ribbit and I'm like that's yes. cute yeah um, it's not like a lulls yeah. yeah um but it's just like a lot of cute moments yes I agree yeah it's it's very cute see 
yeah. And we'll get into the unnecessary moments or storylines. For me, it was like the, like we said, the parents situation Mm -hmm. we did not need, like that was getting too deep. Um, for me, it was like the absent parents. So like the sick mom storyline to this day, I don't get the connection, which like, I kind of get it. Like I work Mm -hmm. in clinical research, like, um, you know, Nicole says like, Chase's mom had cancer lab rats. Do you get it? And I'm presuming that the connection is like, sometimes you need animal research to get to human research to save people's lives, but that's That's... a lot to connect. And I do this for a living and it's still a lot to connect for me. That's what I connected as well. That she was like, his mom had cancer. Like you, you gotta, like, this is something that, that could have saved her life. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was but a- yeah, I felt that, that that was a little unnecessary because like that storyline would have been enough if Dar- Darcy, Dulcie, oh, like, what, is, what is this girl's name? <laughs> if Allie, if Allie Larder, even if her character just like fell in love with that guy who was more radical than Chase, yeah. like, like that would have been yeah, enough. To, like you're to not hardcore enough. Like I'm yeah. here, like, like being civically engaged and you're just, you know, giving into society or something. Yeah. We didn't need to know that the mom like needed lab rats to help save her or something. And it seemed like, I mean, and that whole, it seemed like that whole plot point was there because they needed a reason for, for um, Nicole and Chase to have a rift that was deeper than just junior high. And so then when Nicole was like, I just, I couldn't stand to see her sick. And I'm like, yeah, she wasn't your mom, girl. (laughs) (laughs) You're so rude. <laughs> um, and so like I mean but yeah that's like MG, a thing that MJ. A thing that I'm sorry I said the wrong initials go ahead and keep going oh but like but yeah that is probably something that would happen with like a 12 or 13 year old like I I get it but it was like also junior high happening and them having different clicks could yeah. have been enough would have been, been enough yeah yeah yeah, it was like a very heavy laden thing. And then we had Stephen Collins, famously the dad from Seventh Heaven, play a deadbeat dad, which I think was quote shocking at the time because he like played such a good dad. But then we found out he's like possibly a predator or something, or definitely a predator. I don't know. Oh. An adulterer and possibly also a predator of young Yikes. people. So mm. actually worked out fairly fine, but yeah, it was kind of like, then she has the deadbeat dad. And so we had to do all the scenes with the deadbeat dad. And then they tried to kind of like tie it up in a bow at the end. Like he came to this dance and he knew she yeah. it. And I was just like, we didn't need that. Yeah. And it was supposed to be film. Take out all of these parts. Yeah. And they also tried to make it into like this whole thing where when Chase, when she sees Chase kissing Alicia and then she's like, this happened with my dad. My dad is trash. These are not her words. These are mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And but basically it turned into like this all men are trash rant. Yeah. Um, and I was like, we didn't need that. Um, I, yeah, really could have done without the dad storyline, the randomness of the hot air balloon. I mean, I'm still stuck on, I'm like, how did he get that there? Like, can you just set up hot air balloons in parks? Like you can do that. Just no, no, no. (laughs) I think you need a permit. Um, and I think that's his job. Like, I think he works hot air balloons for a living. Cause there was something yeah. he was like, come to the balloon festival and in Rio, 
Yeah. And she's all like, I have the centennial. It's the most important thing in my <laughs> life. And I'm like, girl, go to Rio. Yes, baby, go to Brazil. Forget about this fucking dance that like is way too expensive for people to be giving into. Yes, I have also thoughts about that. It was too much. Like nobody does that. But yeah, I think if we we could have done without the parents' storylines and it wouldn't have made a, like any difference in the movie. Yeah, I guess- I did like the twist at the end of like the parents they're with being together. Like it was kind of funny at the end to just be like, oh fuck, like that's a mess. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't necessary either. I don't know. Yeah. I don't like, like if it's not a TV series, we don't need parents mm-hmm. storylines because even with Great. like all the series, like we've definitely watched everything like the OC, Gossip Girl, Winter Hill. Like when the parents have storylines, we don't care as much. at least not the OC. The well, only one that I really care about is Rufus and Lily. That is the no, love story. Watch, Rufus and Lily are it. I was like, I've only made it to like the beginning of season two, but I was like, wow, this yeah. is much better than the kid shit. I think I'm almost done with season two in my rewatch. Um, look at us, like being parallel and not even trying. Look at um, us being soulmates. It's fine. So, okay, I do have a question for you. What are your thoughts on the daughter Judy? um storyline that part yeah that was like that aged really well question mark in a way like I mean as in it predicted how people interact now yeah so daughter Judy storyline we have like a b storyline of designated Dave has like an online girlfriend that he meets in a chat room and he keeps trying to meet up with her and she doesn't show up and everyone's like it's an old man like you're gonna get like chased down it's gonna be a mess and he's like, no, I think it's like a really nice person. And we find out that daughter Judy is one of the girls in the popular group known as Divine because her name's Judy Vine. And she was like a former fat girl. And now she's popular because she lost weight and, you know, kind of like fixed her persona. And like all of that's very true to high school. I feel like it's like when you're mm-hmm. in middle school, high school, if you just change a few things and you just convince people that this is your life now, like people will just run with it when you're a Mm -hmm. kid and he like shows up to her door on the night of the prom and then like finds out that it's her and it was like very wholesome but also like scary but also very true to like today's world where people meet online all the time which I still think is scary and yeah but it was like it was the best twist and she was Miss Millennium yes yeah Miss Time Zone. Miss Time Zone. Zone. Oops. Time like, Zone. The way that they were attached to the millennium though, because that was called yeah. Time Zone High. Yeah. Which, okay. That also didn't make sense because they're called Time Zone High, but in the beginning so, like, of the film. Somebody, somebody. Yeah. Like they worked really hard to just make us care about the Y2K. Yes, they really <laughs> did. I was like, work to look stupid as hell. Time Zone High. It did not make sense. Um, yeah. I thought that that was yeah, I really liked that storyline. And even, gosh, by 1990s, 99 standards, early 2000 standards, like their storylines about her weight were also like mild. And there were, there were some problematic things that were said in there, but it was from a problematic character. Yes. Like it was very much posited as like, this is not the how you should follow things like she had like a misogynistic boyfriend who would like say horrible things about her and how she didn't matter till she like got skinny and stuff yeah like it was never posited as like a model for behavior which was yeah it was always like this is not right 
Yeah. I thought that that was very interesting. Um, you know, kind of comparing this to other movies of the time. They were way ahead. Cause like, yeah. there's the part in the beginning of the movie when Chase calls Dulcie and her voicemail is like, tell me I wrote this down with yes. high school. And he's like, rampant homophobia like pep rallies are kind of like being like hitler's followers and then he just said something romantic about them and it was just like these are things that are still unfortunately slightly true or at least were true when we were in high school a decade ago and so it was just like that's what i mean by like it was ahead and aware like they always like were in on it like they always knew like yeah i think the cringe factor was quite minimal like they were just really aware of things like the safe ride was really ahead of its time to have someone driving drunk people yeah that commentary on the voicemail the online dating um like you said um when he calls alicia when chase calls alicia evil and Nicole is like, no, it's more of like a limited bullshit tolerance. Like mm-hmm. it's not that she's evil, like kind of subverting those expectations, like was really good about this series or not series. It's a film. It's a film. The, the big cringe part was when Alicia used the R word. Um, and that was uh, like a standout moment. Um, yes. Which I mean, mo- these movies aren't perfect, but that was like, the biggest moment that stood out to me everything else seemed like really self-aware so I'm like I don't like I think it's it's that, that was still acceptable then not yeah. that it was acceptable but like it was just normalized then to still say that because I remember yeah. like not until I was in middle school so early 2000s hearing like this is not a word we say you know yeah. by the time I was high school and then high school people would say like that's so gay and by the end of high school that was like let's not say that you know so like I think it was other than that everything was like ahead of its time for sure I think so yeah that was kind of nice is like it holds up you know 20 years later in terms yeah. of you can watch that and not be mortified we have other films we enjoy that are quite terrible Ugh. very very bad quite terrible and then I would say in terms of like rom versus calm it's like 50 50 I would say it's like a little bit it's it's definitely half and half you have the comedy of them like confusing everybody by getting together but like their romance is still like the primary but it's not like it's not like a serendipity or like a ever after where it's like only about romance like there's mm-hmm. there's like a lightheartedness to it too yeah um fashions this is an important oh, segment fashions I I'll have to start because you clearly I, have some thoughts well I do have thoughts and my thoughts were like unimpressed um the okay so the red halter at the beginning I mean significant significant if you remember one look from the movie it's always the red halter because yeah that was brought up very specifically yeah I mean one that her mom let her borrow it too that she didn't get that her mom owned that it. School. yeah so that her mom owned it so let's say she's 17 or 18 the yeah. mom is at least 40 and the mom is also wearing like button up chambray shirts in most of the film and had that red halter like she's definitely yeah. wore the red halter for chase's dad is what we learned yes she wore it for somebody she but should. other than that i was like i mean look nicole loved a midi skirt she loved a midi skirt in the movie yes ma'am uh, but i was mostly unimpressed i think the hair was was fun like um Dulcie had her brats the butterfly slips like they did all the bits that we were used to in that time for sure yeah and Dulcie had a zigzag part in one scene and I was like I loved a fucking zigzag part 
Um, but in terms of like their actual clothes, I was like, Ugh. it was actually pretty average. Like it wasn't yeah. anything that you're like, oh, that's only been worn then. Like it was pretty casual. And even like her centennial dress, like holds up, like it was just like a classic collar yeah. dress, which probably is better. Like it's not anything where you're like, oh God, nobody would wear that now. But also there was nothing aside from the red halter because so much attention was brought to it. That's like significant at all. Yeah. And now that, that was really the only thing. I mean, I do think it's, I love their little bit about the gap. Um, oh God. I, to, to this day, <laughs> I love the gap. Like the basics are there as in the basic pieces, not the people. Um, I, I, okay. <laughs> I'm basic. I love the gap. Amber. I will not apologize. I've gotten my spouse slash roommate some things from the gap. (laughs) Not that I'm going to be myself. I can't. (laughs) Oh, poor him. (laughs) It's all. Yeah. The the fashion was like not much to write home about. The soundtrack, there were some highlights of the songs. Like um, the song that they sing when they are um, cruising the strip, the Keep on Loving You by Mm Ario Speedwagon. That was like a CD my parents had when I was little. So like I already had known that song a little bit. And mm-hmm. ironically, my friend who's getting married next month, um, it's like her favorite song to sing for karaoke. So like we were oh. singing it last month too. And so it's pretty fun, but it's like a little sweet, like throwback moment that I think at that time would have been like properly timed, you know, it'd be the way yeah. that like now we would sing like a Gavin DeGraw song or something. I don't know. <laughs> Gavin DeGraw throwback I'm trying to pick a <laughs> well I'm trying to pick a throwback Amber like a Ryan Cabrera song like a <laughs> on the way down. throwback Teddy Geiger I don't know I um I did like the little dance rendition of I want it that way oh yeah like the remix at the yeah yes. the, little, the little club mix they sure did yes they did the club mix and then of course we get drive me crazy when they arrive at like the penultimate party where like he kisses Alicia, I feel yeah. like it should have been at like a bigger moment than like I, them arriving somewhere. I mean, I, I mean, they were just really trying to make it work. They yeah, just needed to get the song in the movie operation. somewhere. Yeah. This is a business operation between yeah. whoever made this film and Britney Spears's recording company. And they were like, we have to create synergy and they failed. Yeah, they did. Cause even watching it today, I was like, why is the song playing here? It just doesn't, it didn't work. Such a bad moment. Like they're just arriving at a party and deciding to hold hands. And that's where they chose. To, like it should have been mom, like a moment where they had like a tension or like a meet of the minds or something to really deliver. Yeah. Yeah. They tried. They sure tried though. They sure tried. Yeah. I mentioned the Backstreet Boys remix too, but um, Otherwise, like not any songs were like, what's funny though, is like when you watch a movie enough times, you know, the songs from the movies, like I have some Mm -hmm. of these songs like on my, in my music library, just because they remind me of the movie. Yeah. There's this like ballad once they've like split up the stranded song. Yeah. And that one I have in my library because it just reminds me of like their little angsty phase and it's just like washes over me, but, but nothing where it was like, if you weren't a fan of this movie you would recognize it and be like oh that's a song from that time like definitely just like the Backstreet Boys the Ario Speedwagon and Britney of course yeah but they did do a few little like there were a few pop culture moments where I like I was like oh that's definitely from that time or like this would never happen like the Trapper Keepers 
Do you yes. have trapper keepers? I love a trapper keeper. I was like, zip that bad boy up and hold it tight. Keep your papers in one place. So there were two like main pop culture references that stood out to me. Well, like many, there were many, obviously all of the millennium references. Oh yeah. Um, But in the beginning of the film, when they're doing that prank with the, with the sprinklers and Chase is like, what are they going to do? Sing along to Celine Dion. And I was like, excuse me. Falling into you is a classic album, Mr. Chase. And I want you to know that's that seven-year-old Amber had <laughs> these big ass headphones no. plugged into our entertainment center listening to Falling no. Into You. Oh yes. Plugged into a wall listening to this. I sure was. I would like be laying on my back, just like listening to it's all coming back. It's all- oh, mine was treat her like a lady. <laughs> And she's like growling. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's like one of my favorite Celine songs. <laughs> so, so I thought that that yeah. was funny. Um, and then the other one was um, they are hell bent on getting Brandy for Brandy. Brandy. And Brandy so somebody, yeah. And so somebody's like, yeah, a sister with edge. And then something about like quality with massive feet mass appeal um talking about brandy and then somebody's like can you say oxymoron and my notes say do not disrespect the vocal bible oh god <laughs> oh brandy love her throwback to the verses with her and monica what oh, did gosh, that was in our lives shout out 31st 2020 it's gonna be like one of the, that was like one of the highlights of the pandemic for me and it's like i bought a house got married but brandy v monica yes we are six feet apart like (laughs) so disrespectful i mean the alanis morris that read that we talked about was very Mm -hmm. open moment too um when they're at the first party where bad's getting drunk and he's sitting on the pink inflatable chair i love the inflatable furniture i wrote down inflatable furniture in all caps i lived for my inflatable chair like that's the best thing my mom ever gave me thank you mom she doesn't listen but I had a I had a pink inflatable chair that my cousins popped. <gasps> Thanks, cousins. Oh God, I'm so I'm an only child. <laughs> I like kept everything safe. Like I would put things away if I didn't want somebody to fuck it up. No, that but- the proper keepers, um, the mochaccinos. It was like, and um, I think the mom Nicole's mom was ahead of time because she had like all the herbs and like she was burning mm-hmm. and she had crystals and stuff, which like. Probably for California, that was already a thing. But for somebody watching this movie from anywhere else, we'd probably be like, what the fuck is that? And then the wood paneling in that house was tragic. God, um, don't miss that. Don't the, other, miss that. the other part that I liked um, was when they were, I don't know, they were at some little place getting French fries and they were asking if they wanted to be with um, Jillian Anderson or Agent Scully from the x-files uh, the x-files reference yeah yes and then what i appreciate about that is that jillian anderson is still hot and still relevant uh it is she played uh what's her name margaret thatcher in the crown yeah and she's the mom in sex education oh yes i forget about this and it's a confusing because she's actually american but people think she's british because she's in all this british stuff all the time oh there you go you thought yep. that Okay, there we go. Here we are learning things. There we go. The Knowledge choice. hour with Ruby and Amber. <laughs> yeah. Like people make fun of her because she has like the Madonna affected British accent, even though she's super yeah. American. Oh, I learned a new thing. 
I still mm-hmm. have sex education, by the way, only because I found out there's like a pretty character named Ruby. So obviously it's, I don't want to watch it. It's great. It's really great. Um, the another really like, this is such a nineties reference. Um, when they are cruising down the strip and Nicole is like, sweet, sweet ride chase. And he's like, yeah, my dad let, lets me take it out. Like every time Haley's comet flies, I'm like, if you, nobody would say that today, never. And it just took me back to when Haley's comet was, I feel like Haley's comet is what Mercury retrograde is now. Like I feel yeah. now like people who don't care about astrology or like whatever, they will like just acknowledge that my Mercury retrograde is a thing. So I'd be like, that's what they would probably say now and be like, yeah, my dad lets me take it out whenever it's Mercury retrograde or like Mercury yeah. retrograde's over or something. Yes. Like that is not a reference you hear anymore at all. I was trying to think what this would be like in today's times, like who would we cast in the movie? Like what would the vibe be? Or like, what would be different? I think like the biggest difference, and this is like what you could say about any movie nowadays, but I think for this one, for sure, because like the social connection is so big there is like social media would be like a huge thing for them. Like Mm -hmm. if they're pretending to be a couple, they would be posting stories or pictures or like, do you tag me in this? Do we act like it's just the back of your head and keep it a mystery? You know, like there'd be like a lot of like, yeah alluring gameplay with that would be a huge thing that would be different yeah I agree and like each of them would have a different profile so like an Alicia wouldn't have like a bunch of selfies of herself it would be like scenery or like art supplies or whatever you know like hers would be like very like esoteric and like I'm secretly an adult and then Brad's would be like 50 pictures of like LeBron and Steph Curry. Like, yes. who do you think is better all time? Don't compare it to day. Like it would be, you know, something super dweeby. And then like Chase would like technically have an account, but like not have any posts on it probably. No. Like, and he would have like these weird, like selfies type, like where it's like just your eye, yes. but, like this part um, of your face. Yes. Like, and it would only be like three posts across like seven years for oh, sure. Like me. Yeah. And then then Nicole's would probably be like mine where it's just like, here I am doing this. Here I am eating lunch. Here I am living. I'm breathing. What's up? Like, but like at each of her clubs or something and like, um, you know, like probably like something like hanging out with her dad. That's terrible. She would probably pick like a picture of the hot air balloon before she got in and been like on an adventure, but like really having a terrible time. (laughs) (laughs) Would never, and wouldn't say that it's with her dad. Yeah, definitely not. She'd be like, wonder where I am. (laughs) Like, and when they're like at the gap dressing him the first time, like it would just be like, what am I doing? And taking a picture of like the mannequin Mm -hmm. and not like what else is going on. Dulcies would be very like burn the system, abolish the police, abolish ICE. AC. Um, yeah. Um, she would have like know. every petition on there. Like at her Lincoln bio would always be like a change.org petition for sure. And, and pic- pictures of her at every protest. Um, yes, definitely. Like, yeah. and her just surrounded by other white people. At the yes. <laughs> yes. T- tips, tips for, um, for what to do if you get tear gassed and you're like yes 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 she would have all the instructions and she'd be like she this would. is how to be an ally and then I'd just like pictures of her though in the middle of everything speaking of Dulcie I did also like another moment that stood out to me was when she was petitioning the banning of a Maya Angelou book it was I know why the cage bird sings yes like, yes I remember this and I was like 
again, another way in which they're ahead of their time. Yes. Like, behind and ahead. Behind it's a thing that we didn't think was a moment anymore, but yes. it was unfortunately it, back to was. back to basics. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I struggled with like what this would look like. And I think it was because of the social media piece, but also even like who would, who would be cast in this. It would very much yeah. so be, um, there would be more people of color. It would probably be all impossibly hot people of color. It'd probably be like book smart is kind of what I thought of it as yeah. like book smart is like a lot of children of already actors, but they're like of all different backgrounds. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you would definitely have to have more people of color. I kind of thought of like that girl from the kissing booth, Joey King. Do you know who mm-hmm. that is? That tiny girl. Yeah, I watched her in that one. Um, what was it? The act. Oh yeah, the Munchausen thing. I yeah. could see like a her for Melissa Joan Hart's part because like I don't think like I still don't think they would make her character the impossibly hot character per se. Yeah, like an adorable or like a pretty girl that's like not like sexy or sexual. Do you know what I mean? Like that yeah. would. I still don't think that'd be like the front facing. But I feel like they would do like uh like that guy from the Outer Banks show for the for the Chase character. You mm-hmm. know the tall one with the brown hair? Yeah. Like I still think it would be kind of like fairly white. Like it was hard to like think of like colorblind casting for this show per se. I feel like they would probably ca- like Hugo Gooding Jr.'s son would be like Brad or something. Oh, I love him. Yeah. I love him recently. I started following him on Instagram for no reason. I think it's because I saw Booksmart again recently and I was I'm like, sure there was a reason. Why is he so attractive? <laughs> that, that was the reason. Him permission. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was the reason. Yeah. And he also apparently has lots of tattoos, which was like, what a nice mm-hmm. surprise. Um, he would definitely be like, because that's kind of what he plays in Booksmart. He would be like the Brad type. Mm-hmm. Um, he would not be the Adrian Grenier role for sure. He would be the Brad. No. Because he would be like lovable and and dopey and stuff like that too. Like he couldn't be like super alternative. I feel like they would put like that girl from Euphoria, Sydney Sweeney as Dulce. Maybe. You think so? I don't know. I think I need to see her. Like Allie Larder was also still pretty hot, even though they made her emo alternative vibes. I don't, I think I need to see her in more things because like I saw her in that and in the White Lotus and she was still she had kind of like the same affect um so it's hard for me to see her in a dulcy role but I, I haven't really seen her in anything else yeah I was trying to think of like it people and I was like you could probably do like Zendaya for Alicia too like I feel like she would have that like I could see Zendaya as Alicia like, yeah or or as um Dulcy actually that's true too yeah like Zendaya can do no wrong so she could play anybody let's be real Oh, that but is my girl. Just cast Zendaya's everybody. for the lead, you know? And then I was trying <laughs> to think of who would be the parents. And I decided that for Nicole's mom, Drew Barrymore would be the mom. <laughs> you see, I was thinking what they would do was have the nostalgia factor and Melissa Joan Hart would come back and reprise <gasps> and she would be the parent. Oh God, yes. Yeah. That would be really good. I don't think that Adrian would come back. Adrian... How do you say his name again? Grenier. Grenier. I don't think that he would come back, but. I could see like I, a Jason Sudeikis for the dad. Oh, yeah. Like, again, not because of Booksmart, just in general. Like, he's the right age group and like the right kind of awkward. Maybe Bill Hader now. Like, it would be like an SNL guy for sure. Yeah. That age group would have to be the dad. Because like, I thought the dad 
in Drive Me Crazy was um, that comedian Ray Romano, but apparently he's just some other man with a different name. Um, <laughs> I just like vaguely looks like him. Right? Like, that's what I thought it was. I was like, oh, it's that guy from Everybody Loves Raymond. And then I was like, no, it's some other man. And I was like, Jerry Seinfeld? Nope, not him. Like, not it's just another same. white man that fits the same picture. Like, quite literally looks like Bray Romano, in my opinion. But he's like another person with a three-name name. And I was like, oh, okay. I also think, like, the the storyline with, like, daughter Judy would be still relevant, but it'd be different. Like, I feel like it'd be somebody with, like, an OnlyFans that or they would like flip it completely and turn it into like a whole catfishing storyline yes that I mean that's kind of what it was but it was like a good catfish yeah I was was thinking more like 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 catfish with Neve (laughs) the tv show on MTV yeah I know I know I I I heard what you said yeah I still was like Nev Campbell like I know what you said I unfortunately saw him on Dancing with the Stars and he got second place thankfully because I didn't want him to win is he a good dancer uh yeah apparently that's what he did as a child they tried to fake Mm -hmm. out like he didn't know how to dance and then he got exposed during the season like you know the people got out on social media and was like he's been dancing since he was like five and then he had to admit like they tried to do like the decoy like I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I'm just here to have fun. I'm surprisingly a good dancer. And people are like, no, bitch, you were in tap dance for like 10 years. It was really, oh, wow. Wow. Was, was he on the same season as jo- Jojo Siwa? Or- no, no, no. Jojo was on her, was on a season like, or two after. He was oh. on the same season as Caitlin Bristow from The Bachelorette who did win. I see. Which was I see. Because she was also, a, she's also a dancer. Yeah, but she was open about having been a dancer. Yeah. He was trying to act like he was new and he wasn't. He had the same partner as Jojo Siwa, though. Um, oh. Also, last season was Chriselle Staus from Selling Sunset, who I don't care for. And so I laughed when she got eliminated. I'm only like four or five episodes into the Selling Sunset. Well, I'm so sorry. Those are the worst ones because you have to get adjusted <laughs> to their voices. Once you're adjusted to the stupidity, it feels so good and comforting after a while. But it's really, it's worse than The Hills at being a show that nothing happens yet everybody's mad at each other mm, truly i love it happens on that series i love it oh sorry hold on my sister's facetiming me um so this i feel like this is a hard movie to cast i think the other thing that makes it hard to like bring it into 2022 is that it's so mild and the characters are just like fine i feel like in 2022 yeah. they would spice it up more and make the characters a lot more unlikable maybe like I mean it wouldn't be like a full euphoria but I think like I think the social media would be an aspect like I also thought about like Alicia you know how like in the beginning of the movie she talks like she's saying headlines about things Mm -hmm. except the one when they get into the safe ride where she's like girl gets two-faced boy in back seat violence yeah she would be tweeting those things and make it really like mysterious and you'd have like a gossip girl almost and you'd have to get talking about and Ray was like a big AV guy. And I feel like he would have just been doing like TikToks. Like when he does the exposure video of everybody like puking and being terrible, even though they were like the goody two shoes in school. I feel mm-hmm. like he would have a TikTok montage of that. Like he would do a TikTok yeah. and, and like do that. But I yeah. Think Ray would quietly be TikTok famous oh, in, yeah. um, in like alternative crowds. Yes, exactly. And like, that's why he's acceptable, but like people wouldn't like those popular kids wouldn't like him, but that's why Nicole would like him. Is like, oh, he does his own thing, and it's like, right yeah. Now. Okay, so a couple things to wrap up. 
what would you say is like your favorite decade of rom-coms if you had to pick an era I know there's gonna be some stuff I didn't prepare you for so be ready my favorite decade okay so it's hard to do a decade because I feel like it spans decades okay but like your favorite style or like some favorite ones in general this is the first episode so you can make this what you want these are okay um okay so I think oh okay so there's like the Julia Roberts things of the the 90s Roberts era yeah. yeah, I think, yeah, it's like the Julia Roberts era, like the true rom-com. What's like one of your favorite Julia Roberts ones? Um, just want to point out that she is awful in my best friend's wedding. Um, I would like to point out, I didn't know she was a villain until I was 25 in my best friend's <laughs> wedding. I thought it was perfectly acceptable to break up someone's wedding if you were a better candidate than Cameron Diaz. <laughs> I'm like, she's awful. I really like that one. I went, oh, that's wrong, huh? Yeah. She's so fucking charming. It's probably cliche, but I think Runaway Bride is just a really great movie. I love Runaway Bride more than Pretty Woman. Hot take. I I love Runaway Bride. But I think that Runaway, I don't know. It's like, it's fine. And then I'm also like, what are y'all doing? Why do y'all keep trying to marry her? Like. The eggs, like the egg preparation situation. Um, the soundtrack is also very chaotic, but all good songs. Yeah. Like they have an English version of, Mar- of Mark Anthony's song during the credits. I'm like, nobody asked for like <laughs> Mark Anthony and the chicks and maybe Phil Collins or something. Like it's- I also, all I don't them. know. That's really emblematic of like music tastes at that time too. So I like- movie soundtrack. It's yeah. always so disconnected. So I would say Julia Roberts era, but then obviously, I mean, like the teen, teen movies, rom-coms, but like, that's kind of hard because there's so much overlap or like, the, yeah, there's like so that many- millennium time gap, yeah. like a lot of like romance, but teen ensemble. Yeah. But other shit going on. Yeah. So what you're saying is save the last dance is your favorite rom-com. <laughs> you know, I see why she made it in the Juilliard. I do. (laughs) Hot takes all over the place tonight. (laughs) All right. And then this is a segment I'll test out on you and it may be something we do for all guests, but it's just a rapid fire and it's called pleasure points. And so it's Ah! rom-coms. It's not inappropriate either, unless you make it that way, that's up to you. So it's just like your favorite ways of deriving pleasure. What is your favorite self-care practice? What is my favorite? My favorite self-care practice. Um, however you'd like. Um, okay. I know this is supposed to be rapid fire, but like my whole life is self-care. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out it. Yeah. I mean, like if you're like my lifestyle. (laughs) Yeah. Probably my lifestyle. But right now I would say my favorite thing is, um, the aerial silks classes that I do. Um, it's just a way that I, can decompress I can get out of my head and also I'm learning something and having fun and there's no there are no stakes tied to it I mean aside for like if I fall um I'll land on a mat but otherwise it's great nice what is your favorite like cocktail or food like something that's like a comfort or like a treat or like we said something um brownies oh shit you are brownie brownie I am team brownie (laughs) in every sense of the word (laughs) your roommate makes great desserts he makes great desserts he's a beautiful chocolate man (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, little sweetheart. <laughs> what is your favorite or your dream destination for travel? Costa Rica this is, is my dream, my dream destination. Um, my favorite destination. Maybe that you've been so far. That I've been to so far, New Orleans. Fair. I still haven't been there. I fucking love that city. And then this can be a childhood or a present. Who is your celebrity crush? Childhood crush, Usher and Leo. Yes, um, thoughts all yeah. over. Yes, taste <laughs> is what I have. Um, <laughs> but that crush for Leo does not extend into adulthood because. No, 90s Leo. Is the yeah, only 90s Leo only. Um, yeah, Leo. Yeah, Leo and Usher for sure. Oh, yeah. And then finally, this is just like, and again, it can be current or in the past. What is like the most binge worthy content to you? Like something you've either seen in the past that you're like, everybody needs to see this or something you're currently binging. Binge worthy content. Um, everybody needs to see. Currently I'm trying to get everybody to watch search party on HBO max. Ooh, I haven't yet, but I've heard about it. I think, okay. So search party is very funny. It's very bingeable. I, it's like, it experiments with a lot of genres. Um, it, it is stellar, I think. Good. Yeah. Also another one that started on TBS and then yes. made it to HBO max. And I did not watch it on TBS. So I do let people know that I, you know, found it on HBO We're Max. Not everybody. I'm not. Like it after these 90 minutes, but we aren't. <laughs> Shocker. But that's it. Those are the pleasure points. Anywho, thank you for being my first guest, debut guest. This will premiere I, one day. Not I really enjoyed this. I'm like, I want to have more conversations about more movies. Uh, you'll probably be a frequent guest because <laughs> there's few people who appreciate things as much as we do. You know, you're part of my award show intellectuals group. So thanks. We haven't had, you know, award shows to intellect on. So, so enjoy this, everybody. <laughs> we'll see what the next episode brings. Cause I have no idea as this is only the first. <laughs> I, I have some ideas. Stop this.